Welcome back to episode four of the There's More podcast. We are so grateful that you've decided to join us once again. It means a lot to each of us. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about a concept that I feel like is pretty relatable, especially for all of those who, myself included, who find themselves running around, whether it's busy with kids' schedules, your own schedules, work, home, relationships, whatever it is, um, we all tend to get pretty wound up. But one of the concepts that I think is pretty universal is the concept to be still. Amanda, I have been waiting for this episode just so that I can hear your thoughts on it, because I know we have had tons of conversations on it, and I love your insight. So share some of your thoughts with us about this topic. Being still. Wow. Uh, I just want to kind of start with a quote that I came across, and it says, if we aren't calm, we can't listen deeply and understand. But when our mind is calm, we can see reality more clearly, like still water reflecting the trees, the clouds, and the blue sky. Stillness is the foundation of understanding and insight. Over the last couple of years, this saying has become my most favorite saying. It's become my mantra in life and something that grounds me over and over and over again. And it's interesting because I would say that growing up and even into adulthood, I was never one to be still. I was never one to quiet my mind. And um, that was that was foreign to me. I was always go, 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 go. Plan, 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 plan. Worry, worry for the future. Worry that this was going to work out or that was going to work out. And I really thought that I had some sort of control over all of that, over, you know, the things that would happen in my life, uh, where I would go, um, how my kids would turn out, um, what my relationships would look like. I, I took a lot of that on myself. Um, this idea that if I did certain things and acted a certain way, then I had the control. Um, and I've learned over the last several years that that's not the case. And, this transformation has happened. And honestly, it's been such a beautiful transformation. Um, I love where I'm at. I love what being still has taught me. I couldn't agree more, Amanda. I love that you talk about how being still is actually releasing control. Um, And I found it interesting that so many of the things that tend to frustrate us or irritate us or cause contention have to do with us wanting control or feeling like we need control or we should have control of situations that we actually have no control in. So I really appreciated the fact that you said, look, you know, being still, I thought I had this control and then I realized I didn't. And what a beautiful journey it's been recognizing that that not only do you not have control over those situations, but you feel more at peace being able to recognize that. Mel, what are your thoughts on this? 
to me, being still doesn't necessarily always mean physically being still to sit down and meditate. Though sometimes that is definitely what it looks like for me. But I, like many of you, I'm sure, have a busy life. And so for me, many times being still looks like turning off my headphones when I'm out for a walk or even when I'm out for a run. It's allowing myself to quiet my mind so that I can connect with deity, so that I can connect with my angels. It's being quiet and observing the beauty around me. It's putting away my phone and listening to my kids' laughter. I'm not saying that all inspiration has to come when you're quiet because I don't think God works that way either. But I know that when I give myself time each day to be still, to open up my eyes and my mind, that's when I feel at peace. I think that the concept to be still can be applied to anyone on their journey, whether it's that you are an insanely religious person and can quote every verse in every set of scripture, or whether it's that you're a person who is just trying to become more in tune with the universe. I think the concept to be still is one that resonates with all of us because it gives us the opportunity to just kind of sit and absorb the world around us. You know, we talk about the experience that our kids went through having cancer and being diagnosed with cancer a lot on this podcast because I really think that it has shaped us and molded us and formed us into the women that we are today. And and it was through such tra- tragedy and hardship and, you know, gut-wrenching pain that that we, as women who talk on here, have transformed into who we are today. And um, if, w- with my daughter, I've, I've talked about this in another episode, but the type of cancer that she had uh, was so rare that, you know, they came to us and they said, we have good news and bad news. The good news is that we know what type of cancer it is, and the bad news is that we have no idea how to treat it. There is zero research on this type of cancer that she has. And so we really don't know what kind of treatment we're going to give your daughter moving forward. Um, So every single treatment, every single time we did chemo, surgery, radiation, all those things, it was, we were grasping um, in thin air of just praying and hoping that it would work. I couldn't even I, I couldn't even s- predict how the treatment would work and even though you know this goes for other kids going through cancer that you really don't know how they're going to react to treatment and how treatment's going to go for them or the the journey they're going to take but specifically like I couldn't even look to any resource and and nor could her doctor as far as what the next steps would be how much chemo would we give her um, what drugs would we give her? When would we do surgery? And um, so being a person that had control over the future or thought she did, to go from that to absolutely zero control over the future, I was forced to be still. I was forced 
to live day by day, moment by moment. And at first that was really uncomfortable. It was very, very hard to not know. Um, and I guess in the grand scheme of things, none of us really do know, but this was just put on blast in my face that you really don't know. I was forced to be still and what I found in the moments of stillness was clarity. It was perspective. It was more of who I truly am, <clears throat> my heart, what I want in life. And um, I learned that being still doesn't mean giving up. Um, when you practice it and you exercise it, it does the opposite. For me, I gained clarity over the present moment. I was able to ask in the moment, what does my body, my mind, and spirit need now in this moment? And, and I was able to ask these questions, you know, after treatment and when Amelia was in treatment, it was really hard to focus on me. So the moments um, of stillness, I was able to reflect on my daughter and have perspective for her life and what her life meant and the enormity of who she was and is and what I was going to learn from her. But after treatment, um, I really had to do work on myself. I really had to reek. I had to re get to know myself. Um, I was a different person and I had to take moments of stillness to learn who I was, who the new me was. The things that fed my soul and the things that made me who I was were different. In the stillness, like I was saying, I was able to ask, you know, what do I need? What does my mind, my body, my spirit need now? You know, if it was exercise, it was like, great, I'm going to exercise. Uh, nope, my mind needs stillness. Great, I'm going to be quiet and calm right now. Uh, oh, I need alone time. Okay. Nope, I need time with my family. Great. I need food to fuel my body. I'm hungry right now. And in those moments is when I really came to know myself and have like this true perspective because I was giving myself what I needed in that moment all through being still. Um, it helped me come into myself to listen to myself. I learned that living in the present is magic. How we live in the present comes from being still, asking yourself those questions. Because if we're constantly on the go, 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 do we have the time to ask ourselves, wait a minute, what, what do I need? Am I doing what matters right now? Is it serving me? Is it serving my family to be so worried about the future or constantly planning? And I'm not saying planning for the future is a bad thing. And I'm not even saying we don't worry. We shouldn't worry about the future. I think we all do as humans. But if we can quiet that down and we can breathe and we can reflect and we can ask ourselves the hard questions of, is what I'm doing serving me? We will come up with the answers. When I think of the phrase, be still, 
I often think of that scripture in Psalms that says, Be still and know that I am God. And much like you, Amanda, I have a difficult time holding still. I am a doer. I am a fixer. I am a protector. So I have a really hard time just sitting back and holding still. And Mallory, I appreciate that you talked about that, that sometimes it's not just sitting and meditating, which I think sometimes it's easy to look at it that way. We should just sit back, you know, find a quiet place and just breathe. And that is fantastic, but it's not always feasible. There are so many times and situations where that's not possible. We can't find a quiet place if we've got a house full of kiddos at lunchtime and we need a minute to be still. We we aren't going to find a quiet place. Amanda, you mentioned in the middle of treatment, it wasn't always an option to find a quiet place when you're getting news you don't want to get. But recently I was reading this article and it talked about not just the words, be still and know that I am God, but the Hebrew meaning behind them. And one of the Hebrew meanings behind those words is to surrender in order to know that I am God. I've been thinking a lot about this lately. I, I'm a fighter. I fight for the things that I love. And the idea of, of sitting still, of being passive, as opposed to defending, is a struggle for me, a big struggle for me. And as I've thought a little bit more about this phrase, what am I willing to surrender in order to know God? Am I willing to surrender the way that I think things should be done? Am I willing to surrender my frustration, my anger, my control to Him in order to see who He really is, in order to fully understand what He is capable of? God can take our cares, he can take our worries, he can take our fears and our frustrations, but he will never take them without our permission. One of the greatest gifts he has allowed us to have is agency. And that agency is apparent in every choice and every decision that we have. And we have the decision to surrender our hurt, our sorrow, our sadness, all things to God and to see what he is capable of in order to more fully know him. And please don't misunderstand. I don't think that it's as simple as saying, okay, I'm tired of, I'm tired of feeling this burden or I'm tired of feeling grief. I'm tired of feeling sorrow. I'm tired of feeling sadness. So here you go, heavenly father. And all right, just give me back some happy and I'm good to go. I don't think that God wipes our memories. I don't think that God completely removes us from experiences that allow us to understand who he is. But I know that he walks beside us in those experiences if we will allow him to do so. Thank you for joining us for this episode. My hope is that you will find the opportunity to be still in your own life, whatever that looks like. 
whether it's taking the time to be present when your children are laughing, as Mal said, or whether you find yourself in a situation that you are quite forced to just be still and and acknowledge the moment. My prayer is that wherever you're at, that you will recognize that God is right there with you.